Hello and welcome to the 100 Day Writing Challenge, day 37. Now, one of the areas we haven't really touched on yet is dialogue. I've tried to get us to approach it slyly via the realm of voice and narrators. After all, what is a first-person narrator except someone doing a very long bit of speech? But the novel, as a form, is inherently polyvocal. It's a dialectic, a multitude of voices speaking with, across and against each other. The simplest way to bring that out is to have two characters talk to each other. We've already started that process with your endlessly recursive meeting, sure, but I'd like to move on to something new and really drill down into the detail of the craft. One of my favourite things in great dialogue is indirectness. Characters ask questions without asking questions. They change a subject without saying, I don't want to answer that. I don't feel comfortable talking about that. Bids are made and accepted, topics offered and refused. Consider an exchange where the detective protagonist has gone to visit a potential suspect at their flat. The detective stands in the front room and glances around. Must be nice having a place all to yourself. Bachelor pad. To which the suspect replies, let me fix you that tea. No explicit question was asked in this exchange. No direct refusal made. The detective's statement, must be nice having a place to, all to yourself, offers several potential topics. You know, the suspect's living alone, his uh, relationship status, how happy he is with his life. And the response, though on the surface very mild, let me fix you that tea, is quite an aggressive rejection of those offers, right? The suspect is not willing to discuss any of those things at the, this point. He's, he's flatly changing the topic. So here's what you're going to do. For this exercise, you're writing about someone visiting someone else, someone they want something from. This someone might be someone they know very well, someone they haven't seen in a long time, or someone they're only just meeting. Uh, the thing that they want could be an item, could be money, might be information. It might be approval or affection or respect or an apology. They might meet at that person's house or at a cafe, in the woods, resurrected in a dream, wherever. Your protagonist has lots of questions. But maybe, for whatever reason, they don't always feel comfortable asking them directly. Maybe they have a strong emotional connection to this person. Maybe there's an unusual power dynamic. Maybe they... Uh, feeling a bit coy and they don't want to tip their hand too early. So you're going to write this scene and your protagonist is going to have lots of questions and I want them to ask some of those questions, but crucially, without using any questions. I don't want a single question mark to appear in this scene. So instead of asking questions, they're going to use what in the world of improv are known as offers. These are like prompts that introduce a topic make some reference to the reality of the environment around them or a shared reality outside of the immediate scene that we're watching. And they sort of toss a ball to the other speaker for them to catch and toss back. So your protagonist might observe, you have a lot of sculptures, to which the person might subconsciously interpret as the question, why do you have all these sculptures? To which they might reply, I started collecting them after the company went public needed a hobby. Right, so now this new character has it has made an offer that you know they they've they've said something about their background. They've given the reader information, right? Expensive hobby, says your protagonist. Their investments. Always thinking ahead. 
Now, none of these are exact analogues for questions. You know, they introduce conversational topics, they hide subtle challenges or rebukes. But they're all ways of suggesting the relationship between characters, giving the reader information about a character's background, uh, but without info dumping. And they allow characters to sort of sneak out their opinions and try and bait other characters into giving away their opinions as well. You know, especially in the kind of classic detective novel, the detective or investigator sometimes, especially if you're doing a kind of Columbo uh, how catch em style thing rather than a whodunit. They'll often say stuff to try and bait the person they're talking to into revealing an opinion. You know, they're, they're trying to kind of make the person either angry or say stuff, you know, throw stuff out as if it's a neutral statement, but in a way that they're trying to rile the other person, right? They're trying to put out little offers or suggest things send out these little stalking horses saying it's safe to talk about this actually um to get the person to open up um for your scene you know feel free to chuck in description and dialogue beats around the dialogue so he said she said you know what these characters are doing as they talk he set the coffee coffee cup down on the table descriptions of their environment the curtains fluttered as the door opened etc you know don't worry too much about where this scene is going feel rather than think your way through you know let these characters reveal themselves through what they say and what they don't say so just to summarize one person going to visit someone else uh your main character here wants something from this other person whatever that is they have lots of questions but neither character is allowed to directly ask a question See what happens to the dialogue with this restriction. Again, it's another restriction. See if you can help them, your protagonist, to tease out information without ever asking for it. Right. Deep breath. Let the experiment begin.
and that's it. How was that for you? A lot to deal with, right? But hopefully, at the very least, it got you thinking about dialogue in a new way. I want to talk about this a bit more tomorrow because having constraints like we talked about before doesn't just work for narrative, it works for dialogue too. Turns out we talk all uh, all the time with a bunch of weird restrictions and conventions. Wow, mind blown. In any case, let's save that for tomorrow. Go drink some water, rest, be proud of yourself. The 100 Day Writing Challenge is made possible with the kind support of Arts Council England.